Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Probably listening Friday morning. Mikey Meatballs. Probably fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon. Probably producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Howdy, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, so much going on. I don't know if anyone saw in the trades the big announcement, and we've known for a bit, but had to keep it secret for a while. But our very own Harry is four months pregnant. No, no, that's not it. Is that it? <laughs> that's not the news. Harry, that might be extra. I don't know. That's not true, is it? It's five true. months. Five, five months pregnant. Sorry. Okay. So we're further along than we are. No, actually, the big news is I have signed on with Bill Simmons and The Ringer to host a few TV shows on FanDuel TV. Um, Cousin Sal's week winning weekend will be Friday on FanDuel TV. I have a show with Tate Frazier um, Tuesday morning. That is uh, through The Ringer. That's going to be fun. And uh, a pregame show with John Jastrzemski, Raheem Palmer, and Joe House Sunday morning on FanDuel TV. That's going to be a good time. And I'm bringing these guys with me, the Jenner Trifecta. Remember when we were over at the Ringer and then we moved on our own? And then now, <laughs> now we're going back. And then we're going to go back. We're going to keep ping-ponging, Brian. That's okay, right? We're pulling we're back and uh, forth. Yeah, we're pulling a Tate Frazier. I'm trying. Yeah, we're following in Tate Frazier's <laughs> footsteps. And that's always the way to go. You don't mind that, Harry, right? You're a big Tate Frazier fan. So Love t- let's keep rolling, Sal. Let's keep doing this. That's it. Love. We're back to the ringer. We're going to be on twice a week. Uh, Michael, it's what? Wednesday and Thursday. We're going to go overnight Tuesday, overnight Wednesday, two podcasts a week. You'll see these guys also on FanDuel TV. As far as the uh, extra point side of it goes, Toby Murgor is going to come on a little later and break it all down. All good things. All good news. But listen, we can't we can't rest on our laurels here. We have other stuff to do. We have we broke down conferences. We broke down divisions in the NFL. We broke down player props as they uh, apply to quarterbacks and running backs. Today we're going to do wide receivers and we're going to do defensive props. We're going to go over LSU FSU. When's that game, uh, Bryce? Sunday? I think that's a Sunday yeah, game. Sunday, right? seven thirty. Yeah. There's yeah. college football all weekend. It's going on right now. And uh, then I said, like I said, we're going to talk to Toby. We've got a lot to do. So let's hit the WR props wide receiver. Um, Parley kid, we'll start off with you. Justin Jefferson had a pretty good year last year. I noticed I didn't, I didn't, I didn't gather, gather it until I looked. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What do you have? 1800 yards. Yeah. He was a ridiculous player. 1800 uh, yards. And and, and I'm not going there with the yardage. Sal. I'm taking him to uh, be the league leader in touchdown receptions at 10 to one. And so is uh, he the not, favorite in that? Is that, I'm trying he's to look. Not, it's so he's crazy. He's not the favorite. Yeah. Uh, the he might be, what is he? Third or fourth down on the list there. Mm-hmm. Sal amongst the, uh, and I love this. Yeah, this is why Chase, I love this. He's fourth down. It's Chase plus 450. Kelsey, Kelsey. plus 500. Cooper Cup, I think banged up a little uh, today. Six to is, one. And Jefferson 10 to one. 10 to 1 for Jefferson to lead the league in touchdowns. I know you're going to say Parlay Kid. He had eight last year. Hold your horses. Yes. Yeah. But 
Projection-wise, Sal, being that the amount of targets and catches he had last year, he really should have been at least in the 11 to 12 range mm-hmm. on the touchdown. A little unlucky. Uh, the last two years, he's been a top five target in the NFL in the red zone. Again, mm-hmm. just has fallen on a little bit of hard luck. He had 184 targets last year, Sal. This guy is averaging literally like almost 11 targets a game. Right. That, that's incredible. So if I can get him 10 to 1 to get an uptick in touchdowns where we're seeing, we haven't seen a, a receiver, right? Even like last year, nobody's getting like 19, 20 touchdowns receiving right. wise. 15, 14 is going to win this, maybe 15. Heck, maybe even 13. There's no reason why Jefferson doesn't have an explosion of touchdowns this year, especially now with Addison to kind of maybe help draw some coverage away from him. Thielen was a non-threat last year uh, for the Vikings, and look what Jefferson still did. Uh, But I do think I could see his receptions being down a little bit because more guys have spread it around to. But touchdowns up, up, and up. Take Jefferson to lead the league in reception touchdowns right. at 10 to 1. All right. I also have a 10 to 1, Stefan Diggs, who in a way is Jefferson's nemesis, right? They replaced Diggs in Minnesota with Jefferson. He's got to look at that and like, want to say something in response to Justin Jefferson's ridiculous season. I gave this out on extra points last week. I'm not buying into the noise that the Diggs hates because the hates Allen and all this. And I kind of think he's in for a breakout year. He's right in the mix last year with 11, which tied him for third most touchdowns. At what point he scored six out of eight games. He's very, very solid. If he could just pour a few more on top, you know, he had 10 the season before. You see it going up a little and a little, a little. I have a weird feeling that everyone's sleeping on Stefan Diggs and uh, at 10 to 1, I like that for most touchdown reception. So uh, Pauly Kid and I are right there with Diggs and Jefferson right around the same number. Uh, uh, Harry, you're going a big, much bigger number uh, Metcalf on Seattle at 25 to one. I'm going to take a shot here. 24 end zone targets last season. Sal. that was nine more than any other player wow. in the league. Geno Smith loves throwing it up to him. Uh, prime of his career at 25 years old, had his high in targets in his career with 141 last year and receptions. Uh, number one option, obviously on the scene, went in the red zone. Offense is going to be dynamic. They last year put up a lot of points, a lot of yards. One Metcalf taking a shot here, twenty-five to one. All right, now Bry, uh, there's also receiving yards. You don't have to touch the touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, rightly so, is at the top of that list at plus six hundred. Jamar Chase plus seven hundred. I mentioned Jefferson eight hundred, eighteen hundred yards plus last year. Tyreek Hill, game breaker, eight to one. Cooper Cup nine to one, and Garrett Wilson. 15 to one, your guy, Devonte Adams right there, 15 to one too. Yeah. But, uh, right. One, I didn't mention CD lamb. Wow. Good for you. Most receiving yards, 25, I to know. One. 25 to one. I gave out cup at nine, one the other day. I just like the idea of lamb at, at 25 to one. And I also gave out Pollard most touchdown rushing touchdown. So all in, I'm like brother, John, all in on the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> but look, CD lamb's gone up 200 yards each year. So last year he had, 1,360 yards. His receptions and the targets last year were way up. And look, in four of his last six games last year, he had over 100 yards. You know, he put up these numbers with not necessarily monster games. He was always rather consistent. And I feel like if Dak can be more accurate, look, Dak also, too, only played 12 games last season. 
So mm-hmm. I feel like there's no reason a healthy CD doesn't get to at least 1500 yards. And if you're getting to 1500 yards, it's worth taking a flyer on that guy to have the most receiving yards. Cause once you get to 1500, 1500, 1800, you're kind of right in that, right in that range there. So 25 to one, uh, I really liked him there. I like it. I'm going with the bookend Brandon cooks who they picked up um, in the off season. Over 725 and a half yards. That seems so low to me. Two of the last three seasons, he had a thousand yard years and that's with junk quarterbacks. I'm sorry, but it is. He had 90 and 81 receptions in those seasons. So, you know, I know he's not the first option. As I said, Harry, who is the second option? You, you know, everybody's second best receiver, but is it cooks? Cause I know they lost Schultz to Houston and now they get cooks, but you could tell me, maybe you could side me to uh, steer me in the right direction. Not Gallup. Not Gallup. That's all. It's not Gallup. Okay. All right. So Cooks. So I should be good with Cooks over 725 and a half. Uh, you know, yeah, 65 catches for 780, somewhere in there, Parley Kid. That's uh where I have Cooks at. Uh yeah. Uh Harry Gabriel Davis, funny, you're going uh, opposite of my pick for most receiving touchdowns. Gabriel Davis on the Bills. Is a contract year? It might be a contract year this year. It is yeah, for him. You know, I was going to go. I was going to go under four and a half for uh, for uh, Gallup. I do like that, but a little bit more. I do like Gabe Davis over six and a half, and you're getting plus money here. Uh, you're getting plus one twenty. I mentioned uh, in uh, pod earlier um, this week where Josh Allen has a chip on his shoulder heading into the season. I think Davis should as well. Everyone expected more from him last season after the AF Championship game where he had four touchdowns in that game against Kansas City. Had kind of a soft season overall, even though he still wound up with seven touchdowns. Need to see more consistency from him as his career uh, continues in Buffalo uh, as he enters, like I said, his fourth season here. Uh, I think we will. Extremely talented. I got him pinned for eight or nine, maybe even ten this year. Wow. So, so streaky, though. So streaky, this guy, right? Anybody who has him in fantasy knows. I'm trying to look at that. Although, I guess he spread it out a little more. It was the year before, I guess he was very streaky. But he had seven and no more than two in a game, but he would go a couple of games without having one. All right, uh, that's your guy, brother Bry. Give us another one here, Juju. New team under six seventy five and a half. Yeah, look, it's crazy that Juju's still only twenty six years old, right? Doesn't it seem yeah. like he's like what? a third? It, it doesn't. That is incredible. It seems like no. he's like a thirty one year old receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of it's kind of nuts. Been I mean, dancing yeah, he, on uh, the uh, on logos <laughs> oh, for a half decade. I mean, it I, I, oh my god, it's kind of crazy. And look, he, this is a guy. He did have 930 yards last year, but I just I don't know what he is, especially on the Patriots. Right? Like, are the Patriots going? They're going to rely on the run game. Is Juju going to start complaining? Is he going to fall out of favor with the Pats and Belichick? You know, I. I just don't see it being necessarily a great fit, even though O'Brien's going to be calling the plays. It will be a, they'll be a better offensively. I just right. don't know where he fits. And you've seen this before with their receivers, their running backs. It's just, I would probably always take the unders on all of their guys there. It's yeah. six, you know, and then I'm not even, of course, factoring in injuries. I feel like even if he's healthy, even like a healthy playing every game feels like mm-hmm. an 800 yard season. Uh, six seventy five just see it's, I, I just like the under here because he's yeah, going to miss a couple of games. Does, too. They do spread everything out there in New England and have for years. They really have. Now, a Randy Moss or something is going to screw that up. Of course, that guy's going to get his numbers. But otherwise, if you're running the ball or catching the ball, Belichick doesn't let anyone 
shine. It's like um, in Bronx Tale with, with Chaz Palminteri says, I got to pay my guys well, but not enough that they will leave me. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what it is. Spread them out. Don't make them a superstar. Don't go to New England if you want to be a superstar, Juju. Too late for that. Under 675 and a half. Parlay Kid, Peoples Jones. Interesting. Over 500 yeah, and D- a half. DPJ yeah. over 500 and a half yards, Sal. Um, I would think you like this being that you're all in on uh, Watson this year, even though Cleveland has made a couple moves uh, receiver wise. Obviously, they have Cooper as their number one. DPJ has been was their number two last year. Right. Uh, they bought in Elijah Moore. But these are guys. Uh, Moore's a guy that uh, couldn't even see the field for the Jets when they had such a weak receiving core. I know they're a little bit more athletic than people's Jones, but. He's become a very steady receiver during his three years in the NFL. Year two was at 597 over this number. Last year at 839, uh, well over this number of 500, Sal. And he's going to have Watson for hopefully the full season this year. We're talking about averaging 30 yards receiving a game to go over 500. Are we seeing a, a regression of 350 yards? for DPJ in his fourth year as a wide receiver in the pros? I don't think so. He's entering his prime. I don't, he's not spectacular, but he is steady. He had seven straight games last year with over 50 yards during the season with poor quarterback play. Watson in his uh, you know full year and a full off season, he's yeah. going to be better. Peoples-Jones at least matches his number and gets close to seven to 800 yards uh, this season. So, this is an easy over. Take All right. It. So those are good numbers. That's uh, it's funny. I, we go back and we've gone given so many picks. Like I look back, I'm like, oh, I already gave out Ridley under. I already gave out Samuel under. And I already gave out Watson under reception. So, um, yeah, we've been giving out picks for it, it seems like six or seven months now. We've been working on these preseason picks. But let's shift uh, focus to the defense. And, uh, well, Caesars has the sack prop up for us, individual sack, not sack leader or anything like that or interceptions, but they do have the sack prop prop up. Um, brother Bry, I'll let you start with Crosby, Max Crosby, 11 and a half over plus 120. Yeah. Look, Crosby's always way better than his numbers actually show. Right. And, and last year in his four seasons, he finally got over 10 sacks last year with 12, right? Uh, but he, this guy is relentless. I've, I've mentioned multiple times. He is their whole defense. I mean, 89 tackles for a DN is a ton for that position. But the guy just continues to get better and better. He has yet to miss a game in four seasons. And look, no player in the NFL has had more pressures over the last three seasons. He's kind of way above the next guy. Uh, sometimes it's just bad luck for him. But I do think adding Wilson... Uh, along with, you know, having Jones already on that other side, but adding Wilson along will free him up a little bit more on the other side, uh, mm-hmm. get him a few more sacks. And I think he he should bust out again, I think, with like 14, 15 sacks this season. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these guys go way over their sack totals. It is an interesting one to key in on. You know, I'm going with your guy, Tyree Wilson, the rookie, the Red Raider from uh, Vegas Raider. Um, over under is six plus 120 for the over seven back-to-back sack years for Texas Tech doesn't mean a ton, but, and I know he's not even really starting, I don't think, Bryce, but he's the number three pass rusher behind Jones, uh, Chandler Jones, and Max Crosby, so I th- in that spot, he could actually get like eight by accident, you know? Great motor, if he stays on the field, um, and I was just looking, over the last five seasons, ten edge rushers selected in the f- first round recorded at least 
six sacks. So there's our guy, Tyree Wilson, uh, over six. Uh, wow, the Raiders are going to have a lot of sacks well, this year. If, if they we have, have a lot of way, sacks, but. we're going to be better. We should have taken the over. Yeah. No one Can we go back? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Problem is Jimmy G is going to get sacked a lot too on the other side. All right. Uh, Harry Reddick. You like Hassan Reddick, right? Over 11 and a half. 11 and a half minus 115. I mentioned earlier uh, this week, I think Monday, um, the Arizona Cardinals team management, just awful in what they did in this trade with Isaiah Simmons. They're clueless. Uh, and a couple of years ago, they showed that as well when they didn't want to pay Reddick after he had 12 and a half sacks for the cards in 2020. He went to Carolina for a year and then went to Philly. And in those two, two, two seasons combined, he had 27 total sacks, 16 of them last year in Philly. He's a nightmare for opposing quarterbacks. Uh, you need 16. It's again, 16 last year needs just 12 here. Philly's defense is solid. Tons of sacks last year uh, for this team. I think that continues. Give me the over with Reddick over 11 and a half. Yeah. Sack wise, they count on a lot of injuries, I guess, because these numbers get thrown way down compared to at least last year's total. Some of them, Harry just mentioned one of them. All right. Uh, Parley kid, Judon. Yeah. For the Patriots. He's solid. Went to high school, yeah. college with Martin Weiss. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Well, uh, that's, 11 and that's, a half. that's fantastic. Big. Yeah. Well, high so school, I, I yeah, remember that was these numbers. Biggest, that was the biggest oh. uh, athlete to come from his school. But go ahead, yeah. Really? Really yeah, nice. Doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> no, it matters. It matters. <laughs> that matters, Sal. Okay. I mean, I, I like that. Um, yeah, I like Matthew Judon to, here to go over 11 and a half sacks at minus uh, 115. Uh, look, these numbers were a little low last year. I remember taking Parsons at like over nine and a half sacks uh, at, at some point, I think yeah. early at this time last year. Uh, and... You know, what, what you're saying about all your guys, like Harry, I love your pick. Brian, I love your pick. Sal, I, I, I like your pick, too. I just don't know enough about oh, Wilson. Damn. But, damn. Uh, you <laughs> know, six seems like a very reasonable number. So close. Uh, yeah. And But, uh, yeah, I like I like these overs here in, in the sack totals. And same thing with Brian is saying and, and, and Harry is saying about their guy. Uh, Judon is the same way. He's relentless. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Patriots move him around to make plays, to free him up, to get to the quarterback. Sal, through the first nine games last year, he had 11 and a half sacks alone mm -hmm. uh, before slowing down and topping off at, uh, I think he got four more the rest of the way, but right. he's had 28 the past two seasons since he's come to New England. Again, still in the prime of his career. Belichick being the great defensive mind that he is, uh, is going to make use the best use out of him possible. I love watching this kid play. It's kind of like the way I like watching, Brian likes watching Crosby and we like uh, watching uh, Parsons. Micah, yeah. Uh, this this guy's the same type of player all mm -hmm. over the field. I, I think he goes over this rather easily. Sal, like I said, he slowed down a little bit last year. I think teams started double teaming him because the Patriots didn't have another threat. But this guy will get this done. He'll get it done over eleven and a half. Matthew Judon. And don't forget again. the the way Harry likes watching Hutchinson, um, but not in the past and only this year, but not next year. Like, yeah, <laughs> as far as our favorite guys on our play, favorite teams, right? Right, Harry? That's your guy? I'm Who's shocked Harry didn't go with, I'm shocked he didn't go with Hutchinson here. Who's your favorite player, Harry, on your favorite Close. team? I wanted to, but I just think, Darren, like, just, again, Reddick, just, I mean, to get 12, this guy's, it's just. Uh, I know, he's a beast. He's oh, a beast, right. too. He's. Facts defensively. Reddick's another guy that's much, much younger than I thought. 
He's 19 and a half, right? I, no. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, he's still what? He's like 27, 28. It seems like yeah, he's yeah. a guy that he seems like he's in his 30s. It's just right. amazing he's been how around. these guys are. Been around for a while. Uh, all right. Let us, uh, let's go to NCAA. So uh, college starts tonight. I have Minnesota over Nebraska. I don't think that started yet, but it's great. We have four days of football, five days of football, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, man, we're back. Monday. Beautiful. We're back. And then we get a little break, two-day break, and then uh, the real stuff kicks off next Thursday night. Yeah, we're a week away. But LSU, minus two and a half, 56 is the over-under. At Florida State, technically, I don't know. It's in Orlando. So they're playing again. This game was uh, a pick em when the, fir- the line first came out. This is Sunday afternoon, by the way, late afternoon. It was a pick em when the line first came out a few months ago, and then the Tigers got a lot of backing. FSU took it to them 24-23 last year. I like both of these teams. In fact, I picked them to win their respective conferences. So I'm sort of stuck here, even though this doesn't affect any of their conference standings. Of course, uh, Mike Norvell's Seminoles back after a 10-win season. Then you got Jaden Daniels, top three Heisman candidate, leads a loaded LSU offense. The defensive tackle for LSU, Mason Smith, was suspended for some autograph scandal. Why some autograph scandal? This is really how... How is it the nil days here? How how is this even a thing? We want players to sign autographs. If they're going to get in trouble for signing autographs, it flies in the face of fandom and everything that good that comes along with that stuff. So So stupid. So he's out. Uh, You know, Brian Kelly lost that game early last year, and there were like a thousand memes of his face afterwards and put in with dancing (laughs) clips. And I don't think he forgets about that. I think they're stronger this season. Again, no bearing on conference play, but I like LSU to win that SEC, and I think they make a statement with a 34-21 win. Uh, Parley Kid, you're with me. So I'm with you. You know, when we discussed this uh, LSU a couple weeks back, uh, I'm all over LSU this year. I was on them last year, and they they came through for me more often than not. Um, Look, here's the one thing you have to realize about LSU is the continuity means something, right? They're the only team in the country that has their quarterback back from last year, their head coach, their offensive coordinator, and their defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. They're the only team in the country that's got that. That says a lot for continuity. So I think, Sal, big things ahead, especially early in the season. I think they've been ready to roll here since day one in the spring. Uh, And I think there's a little revenge factor in this game as well. Um, for some reason, I, I do think this game means a little bit more to LSU than FSU. Uh, again, not just just for the uh, for the long term. I think LSU, if FSU could lose this game, I think it not be as damaged as much as LSU. So means a little bit more continuity. Jalen Daniels in his second full year in LSU, dual threat. This could be some matchup. Oh, I can't wait for this game. LSU well, I think, pulls away late. They pull yeah. away late, Sal. All right. 35. Uh-oh. 24 <laughs> LSU. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, what yeah, do you I think, think I was right. going to say? 35, 33? I'm, I'm, I'm just glad you said something. I'm just glad it came out. <laughs> Whatever it was. Uh, no, I think you're right. Like, SEC, I don't know. I picked LSU to win the SEC, so... Yeah. Yeah. You could have one loss, right? It does mean like Florida state's not getting into the playoffs with one loss. They might not even get into a playoffs if they're undefeated the way, the way it works. Uh, you knew, you know, the sec, yeah, the, uh, college football favors the sec. So LSU 
a loss would not be uh, as uh, it would be more damaging, I think, than it would be for yes. LSU. I don't know what I'm saying, brother Brian. Oh, you think it's the opposite? You think it's the opposite? Then? I think it means more for LSU. Same same kind of thing. Isn't that what the you loss. said? The loss. The loss means more for yeah, LSU. Well, the game. Yeah, yeah. However they want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're well, going to try uh, to win. The, yeah. the win, right? It, it's yeah. going to hurt them more to lose. It's going to hurt them Brian, more to lose. What are you saying? Do we? You have, I, can you figure out what we're I, saying? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah, I will say though for LSU. <laughs> This like it's they have a, they're a sleeper team right for the national championship. I mean you got to mm. look at it that way, right? They they have a shot, right? Maybe this could be like the Burrow year all of a sudden with this team again. And you know you lose this game, you're you're pretty much done, right? I, I I, that's how I feel. Yeah, right. right. And look, I, this game screwed that's me last year. That's what we're year. saying. That's that, that's I, what I think we're so. Yeah. I don't know if that even made <laughs> sense, but this game screwed me last year. I was definitely on LSU to start the season. I'm. I don't know. I don't know why I'm not higher on FSU, especially like when you look at some of their wins last year, although they had that stretch, you know, they lost to Wake Forest. They lost to NC State. Mm -hmm. um, but I just don't think, you know, Brian Kelly, you know, he was just starting up at the school. I just don't think he was ready for that game. I do think in general, it, when you get an even matchup, I, I still would favor the SEC team all the time in these matchups. Right. Um, and, you know, LSU was a team after that game last year. They won nine of their next 10 including mm -hmm. wins against Ole Miss and Bama. You know, that you could say that the talent is pretty even here, but I just favor I, I favor Kelly and Daniels here a little bit a little bit more. Um but yeah I think they win by a touchdown in this one. All right. So Harry's the only dissenting opinion here. Uh, as we pe see people stroll by the business center at um, some Disney hotel, wherever he is. So what, Harry, what, what makes you uh, jump on FSU here, plus the points? Just like FSU, but this continuity thing with Darren's got me a little scared. I don't know. I'm, I got to reconsider maybe, but uh, I think I'm going to stay with Florida State. I'm going to stay with Florida State with a two and a half. Uh, I gave out also Florida State to win the ACC championship oh, this boy. year. You know, we mentioned that he does. Harry's audio is crap here. To talk about continuity, the audio continuity is not there. Babyface, did you set up his audio today? Uh, hold on. He's just got to get through the tunnel of it's a small world and we should be good. Uh, I tell you, his it's video small, looks it's pretty brain. good. It, it, it's the first better? time. Right. It's the first time he doesn't look inebriated in about um, uh, two or three months. Inebriated. I'm serious. Yeah. He looks good. Harry looks good. He's, is it, he looks, he looks good. Is, is, is he's it trying Harry's, to fight back, but we can't tell Is it Harry's audio yeah. equipment, though, that's giving him the list today? Equipment? Equipment? What do you mean know. equipment? He's, got, he's on know. his phone. He's on his phone, but I know he's is got a list. Equipment? He sounds like Sylvester the Cat today. Well, I, I, I can't hear anything. <laughs> is it possible for Omaha to fire <laughs> Harry with 10 minutes left on the, in the deal? <laughs> good God. Me. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you're breaking up. I heard you'd say you can't, it, it, you know, you're out. all right. All right. You like better? FSU, huh? There we go. There we go. That better? Oh, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. Get, keep going. Jordan Travis is my guy, my Heisman winner. F and kill him. I think they're going to prove it. Turns the leading rusher and receiver. And I got Florida 27, LSU 23. All right. Um, Okay, let's do this because uh, we're going to get a break in the action here in a second. Let's, you might as well give your sharp tank picks. Harry, give yours. Make it succinct. Make it tight because we, we have like uh, six seconds of audio before you start breaking up. So what's your sharp tank pick? You guys give picks every week. Uh, these are weekend games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I am going to jump on one of your picks. Uh, thankfully, 
Parley kid. You don't have to. You're not forced to take UFC anymore, right? Uh, we got a great college slate ahead for the yes. next uh, three or four days. All right, Harry, I want to hear from you, um, but only okay. if it works. Yeah. Sal, you, hit, you went with me last week and we won, so I'm going to do a seven-point teaser this week. Fresno State plus 10 and a half. At <laughs> New quarterback in West Lafayette. Fresno's predicted to win eight games. Purdue just five. I'll take the Bulldogs with double digits here versus the poor Purdue offense. I'm taking Utah State plus 31 versus <laughs> I. Cade, Mc, Cade McNamara is now the quarterback at Michigan, but he transferred out. Uh, I think uh, he's in, he's injured. And he's not. They're not sure if he's playing. Iowa just took eight games last year to hit 30 points. Utah mm-hmm. State's a solid team out on the Mountain West. I'm take Utah State with 31. Fresno plus 10 and a half. Okay. Babyface Joel Salmon, was there any doubt on our last podcast for Omaha that Harry's audio was going to be shitty? Was there any? I mean, I wish you could have bet it. I looked on Caesars. You couldn't bet it. But was there any any question <laughs> in your mind? Um, I'm looking. I, I think, uh, it, listen, it would only be right to go out like this, Sal. This is, this is how yeah. we, we want to go out. Come on. I guess so. I guess so. Well, we don't have a choice. All right, Bri, uh, another college game. Big underdog. Yeah, I will say I... I wanted my, this pick to be college football, although I do love Rose Namajunas this weekend, a plus plus 160 oh, you know, coming off yeah. that loss. She hasn't fought in a while. She's moving up in weight here, but plus 160 for her. I just, Who's Rose fighting? Why am I like not? I, I don't like it. It's I hope she's died. fighting Harry. Tell me she's fighting get, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, she's she's co-headlining I, this uh co-headlining I just gave fight. up on this card. It looks so bad. I just yeah, said I'm she's not even the one. Pay attention that, that fight, this fight's a really good fight. Hmm. Um, okay, good. But, yeah, all right. But I just I like, like this, her plus Brian. 160, some plus 170. But that's not my pick, though. I'm going to oh. go. Yeah, I didn't want my last one to be UFC here. I, I'm going to go right. college football. You got to go college football here, too. Um, but I'm going to take Miami of Ohio plus mm-hmm. 16 and a half. That game is tomorrow night uh, against Miami Hurricanes. And I'm going here against Cristobal. Like, uh, yeah, he's the guy, you know, we, we can't stand him. But the Hurricanes last year, two and 10 against the spread. They had some miserable losses in there, like Middle Tennessee State. I know Van Dyke is back, but he's battling an injury already. They said his finger is not great here. Right. Look, I know Miami of Ohio was only six and seven last season, but, you know, they did end up making a bowl game late in the season. But their defense, which they have a lot back on their defense, was pretty good. They get Gabbert back, who has hurt a lot at times, even though he might be like 30 years old. I just think they keep this one close. They'll be feisty in this game, I feel like. And 16 and a half, I thought it's a little bit too many. They could always backdoor cover this one, too, uh, late if it's it's not closer. Parley Kid, San Jose State. Uh, I want to say they were game game effort against USC, only in that they... Covered the 28 or right. They were lost by well, 28 and when it was 30, well, look, 31. Yeah. Here's the deal, right? So I'm, I'm in on Oregon state who's traveling to San Jose state uh, this week. And that's who I'm going against here. Uh, I, I am in on them this year, but remember, I think having played a game already against good competition already, where you were in the game for basically two and a half, three quarters. So they were down 21, 14 at the half to USC San Jose State was. Uh, and it's going to take Oregon State traveling. Uh, they're going to shake the rust off a little bit. I think they win this game because they're a, a, a very underrated team this year. But San Jose State still has the goods here. Quarterback Siobhan Cordero uh, threw for 3,200-plus yards last year at 23 
touchdowns, six interceptions, threw three touchdowns against no interceptions against USC. Very good start for him. Oregon State's three and six in their last nine road games against the spread. San Jose is four and one in their last five home games as dogs hmm. against the spread. Okay. Uh, I think that, look, they're going to play him tough. I think Oregon State's offense might not be dynamic where they're going to put up 40 or 50 in this game. I think San Jose State's offense is, is pretty good. They rushed south for about 190 yards against right. USC's defense. They're pretty well balanced. I think they're good enough to hang in this game at home. That's my pick of the week this this week. San Jose State plus 16 and a half points. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go with you, Brian. We'll go against Crystal Ball. I'm not sure the Hurricanes are the best Miami team out of the two. And I feel like they could. Uh, this is going to be one where they pull it out, the Hurricanes, at the end, but certainly not enough to yep. cover like the 16 nice. and a half. Is that all right, Harry? I'm uh, taking yours. You all right? Okay, but I, I I do like Darren's. That made a lot of sense, Darren. <laughs> yeah, because you can hear Thank him. you, Harry. Thank <laughs> you. It makes sense. Okay. All right, let's take a quick break. Our pal, uh, Toby Mergler, the co-founder of the Extra Points Podcast Network, will be with us. We'll be right back. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling, and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we're back. And as I alluded to earlier, there are going to be a few minor, ever so minor changes here on this Against All Odds feed. And here to take you through it all, my partner, co-founder of the Extra Points Podcast Network, 
the creator of the very evil League of Leagues Fantasy League <laughs> and host of Covered in Glory podcast, the king of the corner kicks, Mr. Toby Mergler. What's happening, Toby? Hey, Sal, how you doing? Any changes coming? You haven't told <laughs> me anything? We haven't talked in so long. I, I feel like there's something you want to get off your chest. Me? I, I, I Listen, uh, first of all, I should say I, I labeled you the king of the betting. You're king of the betting corner kicks, right? You yourself don't excel at corner kicks. People shouldn't look to rent you out for parties, right? Well, based on my throwing motion that I showed everybody in <laughs> Vegas, I'm probably better sticking to my legs. But I can't do that either. That's the, that's the fun <laughs> trick of it all. Okay. Now back to this uh, this nonsense that you're creating. Uh, did you tell me what happened. I think I, I felt things were going so well. And then you decided we needed to move in a different direction and change things up and uh, ultimately forcing me off the network. So yeah, what what? tell me what happened. <laughs> well, well, it's uh, it's ultimately for you, Sal, because I was really worried you were going to become eligible for the extra points ring of honor if you stayed around too long. So okay. we had to get rid of you. We had to get rid of you before you were here and we might have to honor you someday because I think that's Harry's logic on everything. <laughs> right, right. Harry's logic. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, well, so take us through Trendy. So starting Tuesday, Trendy is going to be, you'll be able to hear it on this feed. And this seems like a direct and fun way to tackle sports gambling without the hassle of um, having someone take their shirt off and wrap uh, picks to, to the uh, audience, right? Or are oh, you planning gonna, on doing that yourself? Yeah, we're going to do that too. I don't know why it has to be one or the other, Sal. I can do it shirtless <laughs> just like Harry can. I'm buying okay. the hot tub just to do the show from. Uh, okay, so good, good. <laughs> on this feed starting on Tuesday, we're going to start doing a new show called Trendy. Uh, and we're going to intend to keep it short. We'll be about 15, 20 minutes a day. And the idea will be to uh, invite some of my friends on and compete against them in gambling. So you and I talk about this all the time. Like, yes, we do a play against the house, but that's like the one player version of the video game. Let's do the two player mm -hmm. version. My favorite way to gamble is actually head to head with a buddy because nothing is sweeter than spending their money versus just giving right. mine away to, uh, to the Caesars and everybody else of the world. Uh, so we're going to try to do it 15, 20 minutes a day, but we're also going to try to explore the best way to casually gamble because there's all sorts of different ways to do it. As, as you're well aware, like you like to spray money all over the place, even while you're asleep on things that you're not even watching. <laughs> Brother Brian right. likes to double his bet every single time until he loses. It's a brilliant strategy. <laughs> it's the reverse roulette that we all figured out in fifth grade that they would the never not work. table limits. Right, um, exactly. but we're going to, <laughs> we're going to look at uh, four different ways, four different trends, if you will, to place bets. One is your heart. Just what is your gut telling you? Forget any logic. Just just say, I'm just feeling this bet. This is the best way to go. Uh, one mm -hmm. is the head. So it's just, if I looked at a ton of numbers uh, and I'm seeing the trends that are in the numbers, then I'm just going to bet the best number I see that day. A third way is uh, a heater, right? So like a streak. So I don't care what the number is. I don't care who the opponent is. Uh, Mookie Betts goes one, over one and a half bases every single day. I'm betting it blind mm -hmm. for the next five days. And then the final one is what I'm calling cred, which is just forget. I don't want to place a hundred bets. I just want to make one bet. There's one bet that I want to put my credibility behind. And that's the one we're going to make. So it's heart, head, heater, cred. We'll do that each day. We'll put units on it head to head with some of our friends. Uh, people, you know, maybe Sal, maybe who knows, maybe one day uh, you will be invited back to the network that you were kicked off of and we can go head to head. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I hope people will tune in. 
I love it. And what you said earlier about the head to head with a friend versus betting against a sports book or a casino, not to say that, that that's a bad thing at all. But I think in the back of everyone's head, they know, well, I'm not going to beat the sports book eventually, but you can beat your friends. It's why people um, sign up for so many fantasy leagues, right? Yep. Like, uh, yeah, it, it ends up being, if you win uh, $300 at the end of the year, it's a uh, 27 cents an hour, but you have bragging <laughs> rights over your friends. And that is still of utmost importance, right? That's exactly right. Which is why you play in leagues like with Harry and Darren and, and all your right. East coast folks. And then you come mm-hmm. over to league of leagues where it's the grown up version of it. Right. But either way, <laughs> uh, you end up winning. I, I don't know if people know that Sal has won the league of leagues twice. I've won the league of leagues twice, but the Miz won it once. So I don't know if there's any skill at all. Yeah, I know that really screws. So he is the uh, Trent Dilfer, right. Of the, uh, the quarterback wins um, solution there, but I think so. But yeah, and well, and I also have to give credit to my partner, uh, my other partner, Brian Gewertz. So he yeah. he does somewhere between 99 and 103 percent of the work. <laughs> but yeah, League of Leagues is a lot of fun. We have to get that going wide already. Come on. What are we doing? That's uh, I mean, see, I, every week, uh, every week, every year, CBS Sportsline adds twelve dollars to the feed and uh, and you and you just pay it. It's It's like. Because they have all your information and they have, I like the betting history, not the betting, but the league history so that I could say, look back and say, Harry, you haven't had a winning record since 2013. I lose all that data if I don't pay the now $159, right? For the league (laughs) fee. And it's kind of like, um, it's like storage units, right? Like you have a storage unit, you got all your shit in there. And uh, they raise the rent and you're like, all right, what am I going to just move my stuff to somewhere else who's going to raise the rent? So let's do this. Let's raise the rent on everyone with this League of Leagues and, and go wide. Yeah, uh, I suddenly am going to have a ton of time on my hand, right? Like I no longer have a partner to help run this business and I'm taking over his podcast chair. So this is the year, guys. This is the year to take it off. By the way, this is Toby's jokes. So I'm not going to take credit for it, but he said this is going to be the ultimate Ewing theory, right? Which, uh, <laughs> that is, that is the goal. Over, get me out of the way and uh, just uh, ride it to stardom. <laughs> I think well, that's how to do it. Well, Sal, you are completely irreplaceable. Now, Harry, Harry, I can replace. <laughs> I can okay, go on. Good. I could go on BBQ Anon right now and find a guy more than happy to spit out nonsense conspiracies like our very own Pyrie Irving. Harry probably thinks the Earth is flat, just like his winning percentage. And and after the success of the Tupac hologram, it's only a matter of time before Coachella does an Andy Rooney one that just like sits on the stage and glowers at all the beautiful, young, vibrant people in the crowd (laughs) and tells them all the things they're doing wrong. And the other 364 days a year, I'll borrow to replace the Marley kid. So those guys, I can definitely find a way to get in for. But you, you, pal, are replaceable, though you cannot be thrilled that they're sending in a no-talent ass clown like myself to do it. It's an insult to you. It's an insult to you, pal. No, stop it. No, it's not. You're going to keep it going. It's going to be great. It's going to be different. You know, you're actually good at sports gambling, uh, unlike myself. You're much more focused, uh, much more focused human being in general. And I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart in all sincerity for keeping this alive. You're the your best. You're the, uh, you're the Oscar Schindler of Extra Points Podcast Network. And I didn't make that up. A lot of people are saying that. I think Portnoy said it and uh, Clay Travis mentioned it. So, uh, 
Yeah, yeah no, so, uh, all, all the hits. I assume that's the quote you were put out in the press release. That, by the way, I think is coming out <laughs> while we're on this podcast together. It's just as the final knife twist to our departure. So thanks for that. Way to, way to go, Lewis K. and everybody else. I really enjoy being on camera as this is coming out. We recorded. I'm trying to keep you away from the internet. So I'm probably going to make this interview like three or four hours long and see. No, no. So yeah, it, it, it is kind of cruel that we uh, recorded this at 9 a.m. And that's exactly when it was supposed to come out. Uh, West Coast time. Can you keep Harry? Can we renegotiate something where you, you just keep Harry? The more you talk about it, I'm like, oh my God, I have to uh, bring him with me. What did I do that? I have to bring him with me. That's well, not fair. I, uh- I mean, can we just like have the utmost in comedy and you take me and leave Harry and Harry's the one running this company? It would be great, right? Interesting. Well, in that case, I'm going to have to see you shirtless um, at that point. <laughs> oh, it's coming and, uh, off. And, and picking up dog crap in the, in the background. <laughs> if you could, if you could do that, those are the prerequisites. Uh, thanks so much, Toby. Trendy this Tuesday, right? Check it yeah. out. Subscribe. You don't even have to subscribe. You're on, you're right there. You're right Just there, don't people. unsubscribe, guys. Like, we're taking yeah. Labor Day off. Don't take <laughs> off every day after. Just stick around. We're going to have fun. Brad Evans from Live on the Line is going to be the first friend that stops by. Uh, then mm-hmm. all your favorites will be on there. Damashek, uh, Hench, you know, uh, Martin Weiss, Jen Piacenti. And then eventually, after Sal and I get done fighting each other to the death, he'll come back on and we'll compete in the world <laughs> sports gambling instead. That's it. So instead of listen, subscribe, review, it's, it's listen, do nothing. Don't unsub, don't unsubscribe and yeah. uh, just keep your review um, up there as it is. Right. For, for the very first time in your life, do what Harry would do and do nothing and you'll do be nothing. <laughs> what, a, what a motto. All right, Toby. Thanks so much. Trendy this Tuesday. God hey, bless you. Just- Thank you, Sal. I love you, pal. This has been a great partnership together. And I know we're going to keep working together on other stuff, uh, but it is a bit of an end of an era. And I appreciate you, everything we built together. And I look forward to keep working with you on other stuff. You got it. Do it. Do it for Ewing. Do it. I'm Ewing. I'm out. I'm sweating all over the place. And uh, thanks, pal. Just remember one last thing. If you hate the show and you hate Trendy, it's all Sal's fault. Take care, everyone. (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) Thanks, Toby. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so as you probably gathered from my conversation with Toby, I, along with the Degenerate Trifecta, 
are going over to the Ringer, Fandle. Got a lot of business over there. We're going to take Mikey Meatballs with us and Babyface Joel Solomon with me. So this one's not as sad as the other podcasts I've been on because uh, everyone's coming uh, aboard. And uh, we'll be on a new feed. I'll give that info out later. It's basically just the old feed that we'll be calling the new feed. But anyway, it's bittersweet because I'm leaving behind a, a few old pals and a few new pals we met through Omaha. Great group led by superstars and really superhuman beings, Jamie and Therese. Um, they've been dynamite partners over the last year. I hope to do more with them. Anthony and Kirsten, thanks for your hard work. The editors all over our content, all hours of the day. Mark, Miles, Mora, Luis, Lester, Ryan, Kabir. Uh, they've probably seen enough alligator armpits and muddy bathwater to last a lifetime, and I thank them for their efforts. I also want to thank the Manning family for accepting us into their family, in particular Cooper. Cooper, I'm going to miss uh, putting down Pilsners with you on a Friday night. But um, And from our crew, Toby, who we just spoke to, in addition to his trendy podcast, he and Brett will be back on Covered in Glory, Sheck, Hench, and Spaghetti, Love you guys. Excited to hear you on Minus 3, battling three times a week now. Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti will be back next week on Waiver Wired. Martin and Mark Gunnels going to be continuing on with LPP. That's Lemon Pepper Parlor. Looking forward to that and being updated about the Chiefs' greatness and uh, what time it is. And uh, both Megans, great job, ladies. You're both my mentions of the year. And who else? Who am I missing? Paula Duca, is he out of federal prison yet? I'm just kidding. No, no, he never went in. Babyface, did I hit everybody? I, I, I can go on and on, but I think I'm going to stop um, because Mikey is playing me off with the mighty, mighty boss tones. But uh, we'll miss everybody, right? But uh, we're moving on. Babyface, you have anything to say? My God, when you told me you were finalizing the documents, I, I thought it was that Parlay Kid was finally going to adopt me. So this is this is a pleasant surprise, but a little disappointing. But oh, congrats. That, you know, one doesn't have to happen uh, without the other. So there you go. Harry, you have anything to say? Did those were leaving behind? Everyone was great at Omaha. We had a great time uh, during uh, the Super Bowl in Phoenix. and uh, That was fun. Great stuff at the Ringer now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Harry, we had that hidden camera bit. They were all they were all dying laughing there. When uh, what was I the guy's it. name? What was his name? I forget. <laughs> we played that joke on you. Bernie Fake Man. Bernie, Bernie Fake, Fake Man. Man. Bernie. That's the guy who <laughs> tricked Harry. All right. So we got uh, a lot going on. Uh, you're gonna come with us too, right, Bry? Darren? Yes, we'll yeah, be there. We'll be there. So I'm looking forward to a, a fresh start here. Yeah. Uh, over at the uh, the ringer, uh, being back with Bill, but uh, it's been a, a really fun ride here with Omaha Sal, and yeah, uh, I think uh, hopefully the best is yet to come for all uh, that have been involved uh, with our your network here with extra points and stuff. So uh, we'll miss uh, all those people, but uh, a lot of good friendships made along the way. You had a really nice crew there of people, Sal. Uh, you know, obviously. Uh, Great at what they did, but they were even better people. So that's right. Uh, we say uh, so long to them, but uh, uh, you know, friends, friends for life. So friends for yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that that was nicer than the speech you made for Coach Scudder. It really was. That was uh, I, I love Darren's that. Uh, good Darren. Darren's good at this stuff. He really is. I know. I'm getting emotional here. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have to say goodbye. And yeah, Joel, Joel, you point out that Brian did not win a gold hat. I did. He had this is. I don't know, like a hundred, a uh, hundred chances, maybe more, right? Three years. 
Come on, Bri. I, I think it's only fair we take the cap of consequences with us, and it, it's only right that Bri will have to pay up eventually. It does suck <laughs> that memorabilia snob, babyface Joel Solomon, is going to end up selling Brian a gold hat for like $650 in a few years. Yeah. Right? Look, I'll say, look, I, I love the hats, and I would love to wear one, they, but... You know, it's it's not Can't worth it. the same when you don't win it. It's just that's it's, right. It's, it's not just, worth anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Yep. You're exactly right. All right, guys. Uh, so that's going to do it for the season finale of Against All Odds for the Degenerate Trifecta, Mikey Meatballs, and Babyface Joel Solomon. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na,